Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Oh my god, that's like the lamest what's up attempt I've ever heard in my life. Aaron, are you doing this show like live from a morgue? What? Are you doing this show live from a morgue? Absolutely. What? Why are you so quiet? I've had a long day. What do you mean you had a long... You think the rest of us... It's 11.15 at night. AJ's training to become a wrestler. I've got diarrhea. You think the rest of us hadn't had a long day? I, I, I was let, I was letting that last comment just kind of what walk Best through the room. What? Because I've got diarrhea. Well, I mean, I don't have it right now, but I've had it. Uh, I don't you know. Drink more water. Definitely, I definitely should drink more water. There's no doubt about that. All right, welcome in. It is episode number zero of uh, Jobbing Out. Of course, zero in honor of the number of matches that SmackDown won at Survivor Series, except for the match that they won. That for some reason we're pretending like didn't happen, which is a really didn't weird. Count. It's a really weird bit. It's a really, really... Hey, look, we, we've made it it's official the now. The pre-show doesn't matter. I They're guess. It's official. I guess. That's a really, really yeah. weird bit, man. Pre-show doesn't count. That is true. Uh, apparently, apparently you just pretend it never happened. Uh, I'm Glenn Clark. Uh, he's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he is, of course... The main event. 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 Yeah, yeah, AJ Francis, and oh, you son of a bitch! And I had threatened there would be no show this week, but I lied because um, I lined up. We had another plan in place, and then nobody could agree on times. Essentially, we just decided we'd come in on Tuesday night. So uh, raise your hand if you actually watched SmackDown this week. I see none of us I, are raising our hands. You- until you told me that we were recording at eleven fifteen, I was about, I was going to be watching it right now. Yeah, yeah, this would have been about the time I, that I, would I actually I, I most of it was without sound, but I did watch it. Oh, I don't know if that's going to help us all that much. I read a recap of what occurred on yeah, SmackDown. I, 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 the important things I got, I, I turned on the sound softly during the Daniel Bryan segment and stuff. Right, he cut a heel promo and yeah. and Charlotte. I don't, I really don't even know what to make of what's going on. That with was Charlotte. a very much a face. Yeah. Segment. <laughs> yeah. And but yet oddly it didn't involve Becky, which like if you're gonna do that, why alright, I don't really want to get into that. There's too much to talk about. Um by the way, coming up a little bit later on in the show, and we're not gonna do a very long show this week, we're gonna talk Survivor Series and Survivor Series and Survivor Series, and then we're actually gonna chat with I'm really excited about this, a man who's been behind some of the most infamous moments in the history of pro wrestling, Vince Russo, a first time guest on Jobbing Out. Vince Russo will join us a little bit later on in the program, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I guess the first thing we're going to do is find out who's taking a hip toss, Aaron. All right, running down the scores uh, between NXT and Survivor Series. Uh, I had nine points overall. 
Glenn had eight points. AJ had seven points. Oh, thank God. And Miggs had eight points. Oh! Oh, Oh, and that kind of sucks, too, because AJ takes hip tosses all the time I was going to say, it's like not even a a punishment for him. I took a hip toss today, so now I just got to film it, I suppose. I guess. It's kind of lame. It's not the greatest payoff. I was going to say, do something with it, a little something different. Yeah, sell it somehow if you can, if you don't mind. Um, Is uh, there snow on the ground in Maryland? Not today, but there was last week. Because uh, if there was, I'll be back for Thanksgiving. I could take one into the snow. Oh, yeah, that would have been all right. I, uh, I got nothing. Are you coming back for... Go, uh, go, th- go through a burning table. Ooh, that would burning be really great. Table. That would be really great. Go full David Arquette with it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, too. Um, all right, so I guess let's start with just every, all the fallout from actually Survivor Series. Um, what... what why? Why have Raw win every match on the main card? What's what 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 reason is there for that? To set up this match with Baron Corbin and and uh, Braun Strowman. But did that have to happen with them winning all five matches? No. No. Do you, do you want to know why? Why? Because it didn't matter. They barely referenced it afterwards. Like they mentioned it once on Raw, but, and they didn't mention it on SmackDown. But that, by the way, that's so who cares? But that's like that. It makes my point even greater, which is why do that if you're not even doing anything with it? Like if you were doing something with it, where Shane McMahon was going to get. Yeah. The reason they did it is because it's the one time of year <laughs> where Raw and SmackDown face off. I was what thinking about fuck? it. How was, do you not get this? I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, Ross swept Survivor Series, but they don't have the best in the world. In the world. Yeah, yeah, so what does it even matter? None of it matters at all. I, I'm, I'm befuddled by it. You're right. When, when, Miz, when Miz tells him, you're the best in the world, get back in there. You'll be all right. Come on. <laughs> God, That's everything about great. the Miz this week has been so good. So did the Miz and, wait, did the Miz and Shane really lose to some jobbers this week? Well, one of the jobbers is actually a pretty well-known indie guy, but yes, yes, they did. What's the story on that? Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. They're they're probably setting up a Miz Shane feud, and I guess Shane isn't going heel, but well, I, I don't know. I the, it sounded like Miz was totally set up to potentially be turning face. Like, I I don't know that it's impossible that there's a double turn. I have no idea what to make of any of it. Like, I none of of what's happened in the last few weeks. Good, good for Eli Everfly. Is that what his name is? Okay, good for yeah. you. None of what's happened in the last few weeks really makes a ton of sense, except for the fact that Becky Lynch is awesome, and then she doesn't show up on SmackDown this week, which is a major bummer. And we got a a crazy Charlotte um, Ronda match out of it, which I think at least gives juice back to Charlotte, which was much needed after the way the last couple of weeks had gone. Juice back to Charlotte? Dude, almost like they did a double turn. Except- yeah. Charlotte's already a face, technically, but now she, I don't, like, like, people, like you fucking idiots always do. Ah, I always appreciate when we get to this portion of the program. Mm-hmm. Like, Ronda Rousey is all of a sudden not the most over person on in the world. She wasn't the most over because she wasn't Becky. But she, that was the one person other than Ronda that. And she be. went against Becky. She didn't. But well, she, she was, was supposed she was to trading verbal barbs she, with Becky. She was running down. She spent Monday and on so all week on social faced, media running down. But then she faced Charlotte, who also did everything you said. Who got the blessing from Becky beforehand? It was it was anyone but Becky. That's what we're at right now with Becky. Whereas if you are against her, you're going to get booed. If you're with her, you're going to get cheered. That's where okay, we're at with so Becky then, right now. Then okay, then explain Monday. 
night when she's no longer even referencing Becky. She says she's going to have to see Charlotte down the road. She talks about how they show the the actual visual scars all over her body. She says all the right things. She offers a title shot, basically an open challenge. It, she looks great in it, and it's still, eh. it, yeah. But it wasn't booed. She didn't get booed nearly as badly on Monday as she did on Sunday. Uh, they, yes, she did when she first came out to cut her promo. She was getting booed. By, by the end of it, though, I, I thought I thought by the end she got not what she had, obviously. But I I thought that Monday did a lot to restore some of I that. I think if you give if you're going to continue this direction and you're going to Nia Jax, who clearly is the most hated person in the history of humanity at the moment. And um, she has to. She has to beat Ronda, bro. Has to. Uh, yeah. I thought there was such an obvious thing here where, you know, you you feed off of that injury, and then they didn't even play up the injury the next day. She wa- she got pilmanized around the neck, and she walked out under her own power and won a match the next day. Remember when that would take someone out for six months? Yeah, sort of. I saw you going on about that on—, on I, I hear you. I don't know. It, like, she looked brutal on Sunday, but she's also Ronda Rousey. Like, she's supposed to be the baddest person yeah. on the face of the planet. She's supposed to be an athlete unlike anything the WWE's <laughs> ever seen. Like— I do think the rules are supposed to be different for her in those situations. I hear you in general. I think they'll be okay with Ronda, again, get removed from the Becky thing. The question becomes, like, at this point, there's so many options now. I mean, also, Aaron, she took that to the neck and literally walked out of the That's what I'm saying. She literally walked out. (laughs) Well, well, then she's not going to, you know, like, on Monday, she's not going to be paralyzed if she walked out of the arena. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um... I, I guess what I would say is I think right now you have a ton of options and I think that there's still the, like the four horsewomen, four horsewomen thing still lingers, but you're also talking about, uh, you know, two of the eight performers there aren't even on NXT yet. Like they're still just sort of, you know, hanging out and performance center talent at the moment. So are, are you building, where are we going now? I guess long term with this, where are we going long term? With Ronda having unfinished business with Charlotte, having clearly unfinished business with Becky, what do you do with Becky? And like, like what a big picture? What are we doing with all of this? I, I think triple threat right now is probably the odds-on favorite. Romania. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's Ronda Becky. I think we're either looking at a triple threat or Ronda Charlotte part two because I think that unfinished business takes precedence right now over the Becky unfinished. But business. nothing takes precedence over Becky the. I, I understand that, but I think in WWE land it does. And I honestly want to. I would rather see Ronda versus Charlotte and see Becky versus Carmella or Oscar than or I Nia or well not Nia really. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to see it, but if you're talking about, you know, again, unfinished business, a personal feud here, I broke your face, uh, so I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I think you guys are clearly missing something, though. Uh, Survivor Series is the one <laughs> time a year, only time well, under any circumstances ever where Raw may face SmackDown for but whatever reason. You you clean that up real easy with the Royal Rumble, one of them, and then you just ship the other one over to another show. So you just have, like, a trade between now and then. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be a superstar shakeup or anything. No, they, they do, do those they, shits all the time. They do that after WrestleMania, though. I mean, they could they can do a trade, or they can do uh, or someone could just show up. Where now, wait, are you Nia suggesting Jax, it might be possible? Nia Jax, Nia Jax keeps injuring people, so then 
the GM, whoever that is at the time, is like, you know what? We can't deal with you. Keep injuring people. And they give and they release her, and she gets signed by SmackDown. Okay, that's I guess that'd be plausible. I thought you might suggest that perhaps they would consider there being two nights a year where Whoa. Raw might face SmackDown, and I that ridiculous. I don't think that's acceptable. I don't think they would ever no do way. that. No way. I mean, as 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 we know, they don't uh, face each other at the Rumble. They Correct. don't face each other at uh, any of these tournaments. As we know, so, it's a know. Raw, it's a Raw Rumble and a SmackDown Rumble, and they don't go yes. up against well, each other at all. Well, Crown Jewel doesn't count. It wasn't in any type of territory that we can that's true. recall. It might have happened Money in, in the like bank a space-time continuum. Right, it was, yeah. it, was, it was basically like, Crown Jewel was basically like when Batman was training to fight Superman <laughs> in Injustice and he was in the, the clock tower that like defied time and yeah. space and like he was able to heal because like there it was like like one minute on Earth was like <laughs> It was like a year on air. So no, you make like a great point. Him. You make a great point. So, like, that's but why. But it's I... okay because WWE is not cool with dismemberment. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> great. God. I love Steph. Why do we keep going back to all. Why? Why are we doing this? Um, look, I, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I would say that if you don't, if you think you can just push aside Ronda versus Becky, you're going to end, end up in the same problematic situation that you've been in. Like the the crowd, I, boy, how long? How far away are we? Well, the crowd like Becky still. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess like that's the best argument you can make is that by four months from now, the crowd may have just decided they because don't care the anymore. crowd hated Charlotte. C- crowd loved Charlotte two months ago in a day. Right. But, then two months ago, they started hating her guts. For right, two but only hated it specifically because of Becky. And I guess that's the and question. then now they love her again. What I guess what I would say Becky, is. You'd be if you're the WWE, you'd be stupid to not try to run out the heat on this with Becky. You'd be dumb to try to make it go away because for as popular as other performers are, it's not nuclear. This would be like again ignoring the reactions. Yeah, we're getting to the point where they chant a Becky chant in every women's match, and I fucking hate that. Well, yeah, that's annoying. I don't disagree with that, but it's also dumb to not have Becky on the show on Tuesday. Like it's very, very dumb to have a television show right now that Bruh, doesn't involve She had to get her face put back together. Well, tell her she can do that on a Friday. I'm not sure <laughs> there are other days, pal. There are Bruh, other but days. But you know, doctors be having tight schedules, bro. You got to get in and you can. She's bro. Becky fucking Lynch. Becky Lynch, bro. Maybe, man, her, maybe her copay was only good on weekdays, bro. <laughs> she had to go on Tuesday, I mean, bro. I guess that's you know she the don't even get she don't even get insurance from WWE. I was gonna say that, that, might, that part. Insurance. That part might be true. They might be smart this time to maybe front that copay a little bit. They might be smart this time as they're flaunting the fact that Nia Jax busted her Broke face open. Her face. Yeah, they might want to consider perhaps covering this one. They might want to say, hey, you know what? Can we get Becky there on Tuesday? We'll take care of this one. You go see one of our doctors, and we'll get you there on Tuesday somehow, some way. Um, the Daniel Bryan-Brock Lesnar match was slightly different than I expected it to be in that, you know, there was a somewhat of a match, um, yeah. which I don't think, you know, I had any way to see coming. And in a way, that's a good thing, but also in and a weird... it was weird, too, because they gave you the... They gave you the... Right. Daniel Bryan's definitely a heel coming into this. Right. He's definitely a heel leaving, but because of how they set it up during the match when it was just going to be a typical Brock Lesnar match, just overpowering the other person, like, that made people boo, which made them hate Lesnar, and, and then just the slightest glimpse 
of Daniel Bryan fighting back made people love him. Yeah, he had a comeback. He had a face comeback. Yep. An underdog face comeback. Super weird. Super, super weird. I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know why we did it that way. And then he's a heel again on Tuesday night. The whole thing is really. He was a heel. He was a heel after the match. I mean, he I hear you. On the ground. All right. I know. I, it's just all weird. It's all really, really, really weird. Although, in fairness, and AJ, you might actually want to listen. AJ wasn't able to be a part of our uh, conversation with Vince Russo, unfortunately, because he was training when. Uh, when Vince had to join us, but you'll want to listen to it because uh, Vince and you think alike about a lot of things, uh, particularly regarding uh, wrestling fans. And <laughs> and like Vince's deal was just like the hell with faces and heels at this point, like the hell with it. I'll give that away. Uh, uh, part, duh. Right, the part of the conversation that we're having. Vince's point was just like make compelling characters, and then just let the crowd do what it's got, the crowd's going to do. I said because they're going to do what the fuck they want anyway. I, I, to some extent, I agree, and to some extent, I don't have a problem with that. I do think that you can't, when you attempt to completely dismiss things. Like I listen to all of that. If you're going to attempt to try to get people to say that, that they don't like Becky Lynch, that's just dumb. That's it's it's one thing to say we're not going to lose our minds over the way that Daniel Bryan acted on Sunday versus the way that he acted on Tuesday or whatever. Like it's one thing to say. There can be some incongruity there. It's another thing to say, well, we're telling you that you like uh, Charlotte Flair and you're not allowed to like Becky Lynch because she's not the one that we've chosen. That just sort of spits in the face of of reality. That spits in the face of logical business. So to some extent, I'm with you. I I can only carry that so far. But I, I think in this particular instance, listening to Vince, and again, you guys will be able to hear that a little bit later on, I'm willing to maybe give, it's weird, but I don't think it's, bad necessarily you're throwing daniel bryan right back into a program with aj styles aj styles is well over as long as you continue having daniel bryan the villain and again i still think that he'd be better off being more of a bitch uh in order to make sure that he stays heel but as long as you continue that i think it's going to be okay isn't that what he's doing by kicking people in the nuts essentially yes well i mean mean, he's 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 doing what nakamura is doing but doing it in a lot more vicious way which is no don't try it no, there's no, there's no more vicious way to hit somebody in the nuts. Well, I'm just saying over. I'm talking about the nuts and then the strikes. I'm I don't not know. Just saying, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like if somebody put spikes on their shoes and then kicked me in, the, I feel like that it's might just, be a slightly no, more it's vicious. Just, it's just, it's just. This is Aaron, and Aaron is speaking for all you internet dorks right now hmm. who are trying to come up with a reason why they're okay with Daniel Bryan doing it. I'm when sorry, they I got I got to so jot down. Shinsuke did it. I was trying to come up with a good name for my uh, wrestling theme song cover band, and the Internet Dorks, I think, is going to be the one. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. Internet Dorks, that, that's <laughs> a good you. one. We're playing um, Mania Crawl next year. Did wait, hold on, but hold on. Going back to what you said, AJ, did anyone really hate it when Nakamura? Yes. No, he the people he said when, on this show like yeah, literally, when, but that was when five go, straight man, matches. They better not do it like the they did way. with Nakamura. Yeah, oh. they don't want it what where I, every I, single match ends with a low blow every single time. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I did say that. With it. Okay, I so currently that's okay, but currently it's two for two. Yes, if he goes six for six, then we got to start talking about it. No, no, people hated it from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, they do pretty much hate it, and they should hate it. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, I just say they don't. I don't like it. Eh, whatever. I don't care. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. It's not worth. It's Thanksgiving. Be nice to each other. Uh, <laughs> I got. I got nothing right now, man. I, I did. I did like how he said he was. Uh, the yes movement was over, but his Titantron still says yes, 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 and the side plates on the belt still yeah, say yes, they, yes, they yes. Do, they might need to do something about. 
Yeah, I bet. They might do something. I mean, they changed. But how long did it take them to change Shinsei Nakamura's music? Not that long. A few no, weeks. No, literally, literally like a week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was nice to know that Shinsuke was still alive, by the way. That was nice. I hope we see him again before. And it was fantastic. Well, yeah, the match was great. It was just... I wanted to ask you guys. So this is what I'm thinking about doing for... Uh, for... Uh, uh, the the No, for the uh, point system next year. Okay. I'm thinking about... Waiting pay-per-view matches? So having pay-per-view... No, not waiting pay-per-view matches... But putting pay-per-view matches on their own list, and we pick a top three, and you get three points for first place, Jesus. two points for second place, one point for third place, and then we still do the same thing we've been doing for Ron Smith. Isn't there a state? Isn't there a state where they vote vote like this? <laughs> like they, you literally pick like three candidates, and you get. I swear to God, there's a state where they do there, that. There is. There absolutely is. I can't remember what state it is, but like people like were wiling out ranked choice voting. Is what it's called. Um, it's an actual thing that they're using for voting now, which is wild. Where? Uh, Maine was one of the states where they did it. Yeah. Um, there was. Hang on a second. So, some of those states where you can split the where it's not the entire state goes one direction. You can split up the. Uh, First voting. of all, don't talk about one direction splitting up. That is. Crazy. I know it is tragic. Although I like, I don't know about you guys. I'm a Nile guy myself. Oh, guys, did you see my Michinoku driver? No. No. You guys didn't see my Mitsunoko no. driver? No. I'd like to see it. Is it on your is it on your Twitter page? It is on my Instagram and my Twitter page. I retweeted it from the job and up thing. I was hoping that you guys would see I've it. I've had a I don't know if you've heard Aaron had a hard day. That's right, I had a hard day. Come on, man. I had a hard day. I, uh, Wait, was it was that was I, that at I had Sausage diarrhea. Castle or was that in the ring in uh, no, it's 3D, 3D Academy? It's on the dummy. Uh, the dummy I think is like one fifty. Oh, oh, you know what? I did see this. Never mind. I saw it. What, yep. What's the dummy's name? Yep, I saw curiosity. it. Dan. Why is it Dan? <laughs> what's it's Dan the dummy? Dan the dummy. All right. I mean, I guess, I guess when it works, it works. You know, <laughs> like no need to ask any questions at that point. Um, yeah, I just watched it again, but I had saw it, and so I felt like an uh, idiot. It looks great, by the way. Honestly, and I'm not just saying this. God damn it! I hate giving you compliments. It genuinely looks great. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised by that because, like, you're an athlete and, like, you can do this shit and it's not problematic for you that much. But, like, it looks really good. Now, I don't know how different it is when it's a human being and not a dummy. It's it's actually – unless the person is, like, 400 pounds, it's easier than this. Really? I, I like the fireman's carry into the Michinoku driver, not just the straight. I like it. Yeah, you know, what can I say? I'm, uh, you know, the thing, the thing that made it crazy is that, like, you really got to pick that motherfucker up because that shit is 150 pounds of dead ass weight. Yeah. It is yep. not moving at all. If you try to stand it up on the feet parts, it will fold. Yeah, it's it's not helping over. you. It's not giving you a little jump into that. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Right. There's like, no post involved. In like, this Christ, show. Dan, thanks a lot for no selling everything, you dick. Sandbagging I, uh, motherfucker. I worked, I, worked, I worked my first spot today in the ring. Oh, what was that like? Uh, I mean, I've technically worked spots before, just like at SCW, like in those matches. Right. But like, but like learning an actual spot that, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, um, I did that for the first time. So it was, uh, it was lock up, headlock, uh, feet into the ropes, mm-hmm. uh, shoulder bump. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, what's it called? Um, leapfrog. No. Uh, well, yeah, leapfrog, but it's a, uh, it's called a throwdown. Uh, throw down. He runs over me. I get up. 
um, give him a hip toss. He gets up. I give him another arm drag. Then he gets up and I body slam him, pin him, one, two, kick out. I would need so many cigarettes in order to do this. I ain't going to lie. So we did it. So I fuck, I kept getting the order wrong the first couple times I did it. So like I did it about four times before I finally got it like good, the first, like a good one. And then like they were like, all right, let's do it again. Bro, after we did it a couple times, I was fucking gassed. Because I, <laughs> I had already done my workout for the day. And I had already done like, so we start every day doing like core and it's probably like 15 minutes of core and it fucking blows and then and then like in groups like you have uh the c group b group and a group so the c group is like what i'm in right now it's like all people that just started or like have weak ass cardio and then uh b group is like the people that are like intermediate and then like a group is like people that can't go a full fucking 20 minute match like no problem like, uh, oddly, the C group is also what I like to call my ex-girlfriends. True. And uh, and so, like, I had already done my workout with the C group and my abs, and then we're in there doing our ring shit, and boy, was I ever gassed after about six oh, yeah. or seven run, runs of that spot. After doing some other shit before that, boy, I was gassed. All right, quick question. How would Billy Gunn feel if, let's just say, a guy from Baltimore took a day off, flew down to Orlando, showed up, and sat in the crowd drinking a beat of beer and, and chanting, you fucked up every time you do things out of order? <laughs> he probably would not be a fan oh, of that damn idea. It. Damn it. Well, but I, I will say, if you guys can lie and say Aaron – or you don't even have to lie, Aaron, because – a lot of some people that have a lot of people that come not a lot but a bunch of people have come from this school to go to NXT. Um, they just signed a girl from this school to, to go to NXT, uh, and uh, like Stephanie sent like her family friend to this school that like she started a week before me. Her name's Anna. Like her, her like literally a family friend of Stephanie and Hunter is in the school right now. So like. Uh, if you could do like a little story on Rolling Stone, there we go. Ooh, I like that idea. There we go. I like that Cause, idea. Cause but, just, the, but then we still couldn't sit beer and yell at you. That could not do those things, though. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> I kind of do want to do that. Like, I got to be honest with you. That's <laughs> a little bit more interesting well, then, to me. Then, then what you need to do is become a member at MikeBusey.com backslash. I can do it at, at Sausage Castle Wrestling. Yeah, Sausage Castle Wrestling. There is no limits. All right, all you can, right. You can throw beer at us. I like that. Way. I like everything about that. All right. Um, why don't we do this? There's more to talk about from uh, Survivor Series weekend. Why don't we grab a break here and when we come back in? We'll cover all of the rest of the ground, including the fact that once again there's no title picture on Raw for a couple of months because hey, why wouldn't we do it that way, right, guys? That's great. We'll come back in and do that. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. and or, Yeah, he's Aaron, and he's the main event. I don't know. This is jobbing out, AJ Francis. I don't know what I'm doing. It's I got diarrhea. Pressbox's Project Game Day is back at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Pressbox's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime, and he's joined by the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, postgame. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Pressbox's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash Sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Alright, I got I got a question that's important, boys. How how old do you think? Real question, how old do you think Linus was before the first time he ever hooked up with Sally? Probably twelve. I th- yeah. oh stop. I think cause like you got it when you're young, you're worried about the fact that it's your best friend's sister, right? So you like not when you're twelve. Yeah. Um, they de- de- definitely a sleepover, truth or dare. Okay, or okay they might have like. Okay, they like might have like kissed. I'm talking about when did they start fucking? Let's get down to business here. We're talking about Linus and I, Sally. I don't know if he. I don't know if he ever was cool enough to get that. Position. Oh, I don't prom. know. She, she took him to prom. She. Oh, that might. I still feel like at prom, though, there's a part of you that's like, I can't fuck my buddy's sister. I feel like you don't cross that threshold. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, AJ also started having sex at, like, the age of four. So, I mean, like... Fuck out of here. I feel like I didn't start, like, realizing that I could just go... with your friend's sister? Oh, yeah. I don't think I started doing that until college. I don't think that happened until college. Um, I would say none of my friends had hot sisters, but I would have... If they did, I would have fucked the fuck out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did do that. Like, that definitely did happen. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't. Um, this is this is the awkward part where I point out we all have sisters, so it's <laughs> just a super awkward thing that's going on right now. Hey, it's it's segment number two. My sister, my sister has a girlfriend, so it's jokes on you. Um, what do you think? Nobody who's ever had a girlfriend has ever had sex, huh? Huh? I've I had. Ca- I don't care if she has sex with women. I've had I've had a girlfriend and I've had sex with women. So wait, what am I even saying now? <laughs> That you're a heterosexual it's male. Late. It's late, man. It's late. It's I, we're taping on Tuesday night. It's super late. That's your cisgender. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it is. I'm I'm white. I'm a white male. I'm like the least interesting person on the face of the planet. Basically, is what I'm saying. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's uh, Aaron Oster, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he is, of course, the main event. AJ Francis. All right. So uh, the belt's going to disappear again for another pay per view cycle on Raw. A- at least they're setting up matches that have real significance to get us through to the Royal Rumble. And presumably, I, I, I guess we're assuming at this point that Brock defends at the Royal Rumble, disappears again for the Elimination Chamber, which probably allows for SmackDown to win the Royal Rumble. And for once again, the Raw Elimination, or there to be a match, a Raw Elimination Chamber matchup, which determines the number one contender for who Brock's going to face at WrestleMania. Oh, I, I have Braun winning at the Rumble. Really? Really. That that's what I've been saying. I still think it's going to end up being Brock. I, I I think if you have Braun Bro, lose the title Braun, match for like Braun, the eighth time in a row, Braun wins at Braun wins at the Rumble and then uh the 30th person entering the Royal Rumble is a miraculously cured Roman Reigns. Well, I mean oh. that well, it can't be he's not in the mixed match challenge. That is true. That's a good point. That's determining yeah. the 30th spot. So entering it at the 29th spot would then be miraculously. Um, so do you think it's just going to be Braun Brock again at Mania? Uh, no. I, I think they have Brock do some sort of specialty match. I don't know who they have against Braun right now. Maybe Seth. Maybe some. I, no, not Seth. Yeah, I don't know who that the person sense. is. Maybe Drew. Maybe you just do Braun Drew. 
Yeah, I mean, Braun Drew would be all right. Um, yeah. That would be all right. I'm, I'm just convinced that the best thing they can do now is, is Seth Brock at Mania. I'm more and more convinced that's the best match and sell they could have between now yeah. and then. So I told you last week, dummy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. So, I, I, I look, it's not the end of the world that they're doing a pay-per-view without the title. It's the end of the world if they do this for another year and there's seven pay-per-views without the title. That's not going to be okay. Um, but for one, and for there to be a when number... When is Brock supposed to fight Daniel Cormier? It still it may not happen. Right, we don't even know that's happening. Dana didn't Dana say like today or yesterday that he has no idea when it'll happen if it'll happen. And then apparently Paul Heyman did a shoot interview where he said that UFC didn't offer Brock enough money, and so it, you know short of that it's not going to happen. And WWE came through, and I, I don't know, man. I I have no idea at this point, so I don't know what to make of any of it. I it's going to be a real weird bit when uh, Braun's also not on TV for the next four weeks, and we have no nothing towards so the title. What? Can anybody tell me what the recovery time is on a shattered elbow? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know to be honest with you. But it, it's not shattered. Let's let's be clear about that. Yeah. It is let's an elbow be clear, injury. Let's be clear. The exact words that Michael Cole <laughs> used were a shattered elbow. I'm Look, going. To, he's I'm, Braun Strowman. He's a monster. Well, that part he is can true. Do it with like one piece of an elbow and grow it back in four weeks. He has like Harry Potter Skelligrow. But I am going to guess you're not supposed to return from a shattered elbow. In time for the next pay per view, I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to work that Braun way. Braun Strowman will get cleared by the it WWE doctors. It usually takes about six weeks for the fracture to fully heal. Um, what do we think they do if? It... So if you're a monster, that's like two weeks, right? I guess that's the way it works. No, I, I think he's ready by. T- I think even if he's not like 100 percent cleared, 100 percent to go, they'll find some way to do the match. Oh yeah, that'll definitely, that'll, that'll definitely happen. Um, what do you... You really think his elbow shattered? No, but it is hurt. He is... This is an injury. He is out for, like, four weeks till TLC. Damn. Yeah. What do you think they do, uh, with the authority position on Raw? I mean, we're all presuming that Braun wins this match in December. So what do you think they now do with the general manager spot? Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Oh, you're so right. Oh, my God. I really hope that doesn't happen. Oh, my God. It's definitely going to. Like, why am I? I mean, do they just, do they, like, does Kurt Angle show back up and be like, hey, guys? Uh... I, I think Steph takes it over through Mania. But, like, at some point, don't they have to get rid of Kurt Angle? Like, they still, he's still only on vacation, isn't he? Well, I mean, he, I mean, at this point, he's just an active competitor. But they never so... did anything to make it seem as though he definitely wasn't the GM. Like, they never had a moment where they said, I'm resigning as G... Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, that never happened. Don't they have to clean that up? <laughs> this is WWE know, we're talking right. about here. It's on me. That's on me. My, my fault. My fault, gang. You're right. They don't have to do a goddamn thing. They don't have to do a goddamn thing. That's my fault. Um, I still... I feel like it's a mistake to not have an angle... I, like, I get, unless you an just... angle for angle? An angle for angle. Well, no, an angle Corbin thing. Like, I feel like it's a mistake that you had that all set up and you didn't do anything with it. And I guess if your point is you wanted you, it's more important to you that Drew McIntyre be the guy that wrecked Kurt Angle as you build Drew McIntyre. If that's more important, I can kind of understand that and actually maybe even go along with it. But I still feel as though that should have ended with an angle Corbin match to determine who would control Raw. And I think they made a mistake by never doing that. 
they still could. Steph could have control, realize she needs a GM, so those two end up fighting at Mania, and out of Mania, one of them takes over. Like, just because it doesn't happen right this second doesn't mean they can't do it down the line if they really want to. Right. I I just don't... I don't want to see Angle as an authority figure anymore. Well, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with you. I, I don't... I, I, don't. I don't want to see Angle anymore. I definitely don't want to see him wrestle. I'm, I like, and and you, God, this is the man that I have masturbated to on so many occasions. But I, I think I've gone dry. I think that I've got nothing left. I think I'd be firing blanks at this point if I attempted to. I'm not even sure that I could get it up. Um, uh, that, but that's also just because of my age. Um, what else do we have? What else do we have to cover? Oh, our truth is amazing, right? Yeah, we all know that. Yep, of course. Our truth. Um, <laughs> so wonderful. I was uh, really hoping someone would get injured mid-match he would cut like th- that would be the main event someone would get injured mid-match he'd end up being the sole survivor to be- get the one win for smackdown oh my god that would be marvelous or maybe he just accidentally got it for raw or something like that god it's beautiful it would have been beautiful all right um what else what what did you make of uh dean's roman line on raw yeah it was what a dick it, it was over the top but what a dick like, I guess what I would say is I'm going to assume that Dean probably sent Roman a message or somebody did and said, hey, by the way, bud, just want to let you know, we're doing something tonight. Going to be a little awkward. And as long as he did, it certainly was effective as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it it certainly was a great moment in in positioning Dean as a super heel. So I, I, I don't... I don't really like it was awkward like there was definitely a holy shit they really did that moment but again this is pro wrestling that we're talking about as long as they gave the heads up hey Roman this is something that we're doing I don't know that I would have any problem with it yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm a little just because it was so cringy that it was you know like like I had mentioned before the Randy Orton hey Eddie Guerrero's in hell right now I thought it crossed the line this was I don't know if it crossed the line, but it was right on the line if it didn't cross it. So, I, you know, I can see both sides type situation. I, I, but it was, it, was, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, and that's the point. Like, that's the yeah. point. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Um, and so I think that worked. All right, is there anything else? Uh, we need, I want to touch on NXT in this segment. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, who had the best match on Raw this week? Oh, yeah, Christ. Uh, I guess the, the, the first match, the three-on-three. Oh, three. yeah, it did kind of go forever, didn't it? And it was like a 50-minute yeah. like match. Yeah, I don't really know how it could be. And it was, it, was, it was solid for what it was. I don't disagree so. with that. I don't disagree with that. That's probably the answer. All right, I'm with it. So who, does, who all gets points? Elias? Elias, Finn, Braun, Baron, Drew, Bobby. I'll get points. I'll get Is that points. Baron's first time on the list, or had he been in a multi-man nah, match Bar- before? Baron's been on a, on the list. All right. All right. Uh, we'll let AJ tabulate that. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about the fallout from NXT on Saturday night. Um, I don't think there was anything that was stunning other than why they felt the need to have uh, a fifth match on the card and have it last three seconds. That was... Only thing I can think of is they were it, it was so heel dominated that they wanted just that one more face pop. I yeah I get I mean like they, it was a cool way to start the show. I, it was it was cool, but I was like at that point I was actually angry I didn't get a match. <laughs> like right, like you're gonna do that? I wanted to see like a real match between Cashizono and Matt Riddle. Um, bro. Yeah, bro. Bro. Um, I, 
Alistair Black want I don't know I don't know man I don't know yeah I mean it makes if Alistair Black's the facing uh, Champa in January I think it makes sense and again I I don't think boo I I don't think you know if we're assuming that that Gargano is turning face again there's no reason to truly build up heel Gargano I mean there isn't I disagree with that part. I think there's every reason Boo. to go. Which part are you booing? I mean, we're, we're assuming he's turning again in two months, right? Yes. Three but that's still two or three months. Okay, AJ, what part are you booing? The fact that Velveteen Dream is not the champion. Oh, okay. All yes. right. Well, yeah, I mean, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Um, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought that was... Dream. I genuinely thought AJ had finally broken, and anytime either of us spoke, he was just going to start booing. <laughs> I just thought that was... Anytime either one of us opened our mouth, he had finally had enough, and he was going to boo the entire time. Um, I, like I, I sort of understand what you're saying, but I still don't. Like, why turn him heel if you're not going to try to make him look like a strong heel, even if it's for a short amount of time? Because it's just it's the storyline. It's I mean, a you can't make him too strong because then he has no reason to turn face again. So he has to be broken down pretty quickly. Um, uh. it, you know, know it, it's kind of the awkwardness when you're looking at a very short uh, heel run here. I kind of think that you set up another danger, which is... Plus, if, if Alistair loses, how's he getting the match? I mean, he can get the match in January, but he shouldn't if he loses to Gargano. Um, I think there could have been a million things you could have done. You could have done another dream match. You could have... I mean, like, I think that you had options. Yeah, that's what the fuck you should do. Right. I mean, I think you could have done a- Adam <laughs> you Cole. You should have got it right the first fucking you, time. You could have, but Black does need his rematch. Uh, first of all... Uh, Velveteen Dream prefers the term African American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought he was referring to Tyler Black, and I was like, "Man, it's been a while." I don't think that yep. there's still. Hey, any... I'm good with that too. Yeah, I'd be in favor. Um, look, I think you had a lot of options there. I just don't. I, I, the bigger problem that I have is that you're doing it, Johnny Gargano just doesn't win ever. <laughs> like he doesn't win as a face. He doesn't win as a heel. Like. He'll, How, he'll win in Mania. He'll win Mania Weekend. I that guess. That's what we're building to. I'm more convinced now, by the way, that that won't be for the belt. Oh, I'm convinced it will be. I'm more convinced that they have Aleister Black win the belt now um, and that it's Gargano Ciampa in a non-title match because they know immediately afterwards. They're that, both going up? Yep, yeah, correct. Mm, I, I mean, that would be the one reason to do it. I'm more convinced of that. By the way, what do you think they're going to do with Lars Sullivan? It makes sense. There's no room for him right now on NXT. It, like, what do so you, you might as well I just, see what you have. I worry that like they don't have a plan for like they. Well, have, I'm sure they don't have a. They plan haven't gotten for him. sanity. It's going right. to be the sanity thing. It's right. going to be the Ty Dillinger thing. They haven't gotten like I can live with the fact they haven't gotten Ty Dillinger right. I guess you know what I mean. Like they haven't gotten Andrade Cien Almas, who they the rushed, revival. They rushed. They but again they rushed Andrade Almas to winning the title. They they rushed him to becoming NXT champion so they could get him up on the main roster and and do nothing. Like, yeah. I, if they can't get Andrade Cien Almas, a former NXT champion, right, what in the world are they going to do with Lars Sullivan? Like, nothing. What is the point of any of this? Well, I mean, I've never really been a Lars guy anyway. Yeah, like, I'm not concerned with it. I, I, <laughs> you know, good for him for getting some of those house, some of the house show work there. Yeah. Like, he's he's not on TV on NXT anyways, so even if he only shows up as, like, a, a big guy who gets beat once a month, it's more than he's doing then on why NXT. why run promos for him? <laughs> like, why tease that a guy is coming? And why tease Sanity? I, you know what? Because Sanity was great, and they should have well, done something. Well, they were. I know. They've but they haven't done anything I with hear them. you. I hear you. Uh, all right. Anything else we need to cover from NXT? 
Nope, but I have the tabulation. No, yeah. Go ahead. Um, we got some shaking and you know, shaking and stirring a little bit on this uh this here top ten. Uh after the last two weeks, Finn Balor is just hot, man. He he's he's at the number three spot with yes, thirteen he points. He actually has more points on the weighted scale than Roman does, but Roman has more wins altogether, so he's above him. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect that to last. Um Seth Rollins just still in the lead, 19 wins, 14 on the way to scale. Once again, way to scale. You get point, half a point for every match that's not a one-on-one match. Uh, Drew McIntyre has nine wins now. Uh, he's tied with Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, we got we got Elias has more points than Sheamus, has more points than Asuka, has more points than because Elias is effing amazing. Like, let's show some respect. I mean, Elias is making some moves now. Elias, by the end of the year, I could see him top top ten, easy. You oh, know, that's yeah. not even that hard to do, oh, especially yeah. considering two people still ahead of him on the list aren't even on the show. You know. Yep. No, I did. I dig it. I dig it. All right, very good. When we come back in, Vince Russo is going to join us, and then we'll wrap up the week. We need to talk about David Arquette. We need to talk about Enzo and whatever else we haven't gotten to. We'll squeeze it in in segment number three. Uh, I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference, both at home and abroad. On the Army team, Respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Great guest on this week's show. I'm really excited to talk to uh, this guy. Look, he's been involved with some of the more iconic moments in professional wrestling history, some for good reason, well-revered, others that... You know, we don't think of quite the exact same way. That's the point of wrestling. He is now hosting a couple of podcasts. The newest one, Truth with Consequences, you can hear as part of the Westwood One Podcast Network. He is Mr. Vince Russo, and he joins us here on Jobbing Out. Vince, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Uh, no problem at all, guys. I'm happy to be here. Vince, dude, seriously, at some point, are you going to end up running out of stories? I feel like you've been willing to talk about just about anything. Is there a point where you're going to like run out of stories to talk about? You know, I, I think about that. You know, I really do. But, you know, kind of half of what I do is obviously, you know, I mean, I've got a you know, treasure chest of stories. You know, I spent quite a few years uh, in the wrestling business. I worked it you know, three major companies. So, I mean, there are things that I haven't even touched upon yet. But also, you know, that goes hand in hand with kind of today's product. And, you know, just kind of being a a critic of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, I think that will always give me something to talk about. Is there one, you don't have to tell us what it is, but is there one that like you're holding on to where you say, I always know someone's going to be listening to me because I know I've got this still sort of up my sleeve, that at some point there will be this thing that I haven't addressed that I'll be able to, and I'll wait on, I'll wait, I mean, I'll save that one for the right time. 
Well, you know, guys, I'll be honest with you. Like, there is one particular story. I mean, I have a couple of books. Uh, you know, one is called Forgiven. The other one is called How uh, WCW Killed Vince Russo. And, I mean, there was one story that, like, I've never told. Um, but it would it would affect other people. Okay. And, uh, yeah, quite honestly, like, I just I can't do that. <laughs> um, as, as much as it would blow the roof off a lot of things, I just can't find oh, myself to do it. I am dying now. Oh, oh so, so Bret Hart was it on the Montreal screw job. We got it. We, we understood. <laughs> no, we no, understand big, it now. no, bro. Big, bigger than that and much more disturbing. Oh, big, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time. I'm going to be thinking yeah, about it for yeah. a long time. So, so wait, wait, tell us about this new podcast. You've been doing a ton of podcasts over the year. And tell us what, what, what's different about this one. Well, this is way different, bro, because I am probably I am probably the number one hated enemy uh, of the dirt sheets. And, you know, these people who write these dirt sheets, you know, they've been burying me and personally attacking me forever. And it becomes very frustrating from my end when they do everything behind my back. And I'm like, guys, be a man, you know, man up, come on my show. I'll go on your show. Let's have a conversation face-to-face. I have nothing to hide. But they all refuse. They won't meet me head-on. So finally, an individual by the, man, uh, by the name of Matt Kuhn, you know, who is from the dirt sheet world, he was the first one to raise his hand, and he said, I'll do it. So, you know, I got together with Matt, and we spoke, and we created the show Truth With Consequences. And for the first time, you know, this is somebody from the dirt sheet world who finally has a pair and will sit down to me and talk to me, you know, face to face so we could discuss all these, you know, myths and folklores that have been created about me throughout the years. What's the one you get still to this day, Vince, that bugs the S out of you the most? Like, what's the one myth or... Or just opinion that people hold about you that, like, when somebody starts spraying it, you, you genuinely, like, want to start punching them in the face? Well, you know, just the fact that, you know, bro, when I, when I wrote wrestling, when I was writing for WWE, WCW, TNA, bro, it was a job. And I got paid to do a job. And my job, quite frankly, was get as many people to watch the television show as possible the more people that watch the television show the more customers we have whether it's wwe wcw or tna so that was my job and you know at the end of the day bro the numbers are there the ratings are there you know how many people watch shows when i was writing the shows and that's the thing bro like you use the word opinion there are people that hate me that don't even know me because our wrestling philosophies are different. But at the end of the day, the ratings and the numbers, they tell you everything you need to know. So even if you disagree with my philosophy, obviously the masses watch the product, and that's really all that matters. 
Can you imagine like being and look, I we we nerd up about things because it's good for what we do and all that. But like, I genuinely don't give a, a half a rat's ass about a lot of this stuff. Could you imagine having your life altered or like really being genuinely bothered in your life by the fact that Vince Russo was once WCW champion? Like, could you imagine? Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, and and you know, again, I, I do a show. I, I have another. Uh, I have a I do a show every week on the Realm Network. Uh, you go to a Russo's brand, but I have a show called Castrating the Marks. And what it is basically, bro, is it's, you know, I, I'm talking about guys in their 40s and 50s that literally have become obsessed with fake fights. And it's <laughs> it's just unbelievable to me. I can't fathom it. You know, you, you talk about the Dirches, obviously, you know, you've had a very antagonistic relationship over the years. But also, as you were a writer, you almost seem to, you use, you use the dirt sheets a lot. You use them in storylines. You use the fact that they were referencing things. Can you kind of talk about the, the weird love-hate relationship there? Well, I don't, think I, I, I don't think it's using the dirt sheets, bro. I think it's used in reality. I, I mean, I was very, very, very big into, you know, whatever was going on at the time. If stuff was going on in the locker room, if stuff was going on with people's contracts, if this person wasn't getting along with that person. So, like, I, was, I, I like to deal with the reality of the situation. People tend to believe that. And when something is real, the wrestlers don't have to go out there and act. So they're going to be more convincing and people are going to believe it. Those topics, you know, are covered in the dirt sheets. So I don't think it's a matter of, you know, me using the dirt sheets. I think it was a matter of me just covering things in a more realistic way. He is Vince Russo again. The new podcast is Truth with Consequences, part of the Westwood One Podcast Network. He joins us here on Jobbing Out. Vince, I want to go back to this because we end up, uh, we've got a third co-host that unfortunately isn't part of us. He's transitioning from his NFL career to now he is actually training with the Dudleys in Florida and getting ready for a WWE tryout. And he, much like you, he just hates the marks. Like he hates, he has a very antagonistic feeling towards pro wrestling fans. And we constantly have this this conversation where I'm like, look, the people drive me nuts, but I also know that for the sake of the business, it is good to have people that are so effing obsessed that they care this much. Like, how do you walk that line of like, I, I, I don't think it is, bro. Okay. I, I think those people are killing the business. I mean, bro, these are people that are going to live events and literally hijacking the show and doing things to, you know, take the spotlight off of the performers and put it on themselves. You know who they are, bro, with the yeah. ridiculous chance. And, you know, they, 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 they think that they are the show. Right. They have really, really hurt the wrestling business. Bro, there's no other fan base that does that. I, I don't care if you're following a musician, you know, a football, baseball, hockey, basketball, lacrosse. There, there is no other fan base. NASCAR, you know, a national dog show. <laughs> there are no other fan base that carries themselves like the marks in professional wrestling. And, bro, it's embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing, and that's why 
I dedicate an entire show to it every single week. I know. I'm, I am starting about thinking about starting Chance now at the National Dog Show. Now that you bring that up, yeah. like I actually think that would be kind <laughs> of amazing. To that, like, that would be one of the right. Like that would be pretty <laughs> great on Thanksgiving. You're watching NBC with your family, and there's a couple of dopes in the crowd saying like, "Let's go Schnauzers" or something like that. Like that would that wouldn't. Suck. Hey, bro. Cats hey, are better. Give, bro, don't give them any ideas, man. Please don't. Get, you, you you do not want this. This childish behavior that's still into any other format. Right. So, if if you were still around in WWE or a big company that deals with these type of fans constantly, how would you navigate these waters? Because as much as you may not like them, they do exist. So, so what but would you see, do, bro? That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, I never thought in my wildest dreams, having worked there, that I would see the WWE cater to these. Fans. And that's what they're doing now. The tail is wagging the dog. And here's why, bro, because this is why the Attitude Era was so successful. Bro, the wrestling marks, we had those people. They weren't going anywhere. As long as the word wrestling was in the title, they were going to watch the show every week. That's what they did. They'd watch the show on Monday, they'd complain about it on Tuesday, and they'd be back the following Monday. They were not going anywhere. The trick was, how do you go out and get the normal people, the casual uh, uh, television audience, the casual wrestling fans, how do you get the masses? And that's what we did during the Attitude Era. We went after the people that weren't watching wrestling. It wasn't cool to watch wrestling. We made it cool, and that's why we were able to draw, you know, 8 million people on a Monday night. The people they're catering to now, those people are going to watch the show regardless. Can, can both be done? Like, can you both create a product... For wrestling fans, like, here's what I'll tell you. I'm not a mark, but there are things about me as a wrestling fan. Like, I wish that the the WWE Championship was on TV every week because I think that as a wrestling fan it should matter. And I wish that the champion wrestled full matches. Not that I'm speaking about anything and anybody in particular right now. (laughs) Um, That being said, I don't think I'm a mark. I don't think that I'm I'm losing my mind over it. I don't think that I'm going to, you know say that I'll never watch WWE programming again or something like that. Can you accomplish both things? Can you both feed wrestling fans who want that as well as the casual observer that you're talking about that clearly, say, the WWE is going after right now by putting celebrities on television and giving them opportunities? You know what, bro? You really can't. You really can't because the, the wrestling marks, bro, these are people that are obsessed with wrestling and they've convinced themselves that wrestling is real. They've convinced themselves that the matches are real. All they want to see is wrestling matches, bro. They don't want to see the stuff in between. The people that are no longer watching, those were the people that wanted to see the stuff in between. The characters, the storylines, the comedy, the romance, the drama, the sex, you name it. So you cannot please both audiences, and that's my point. That's why we ignored the marks. The marks were going to watch the show regardless. That's what they did. Were they gonna Were they gonna bury it on Tuesday? Were they gonna complain about it? Absolutely, because if you had anything other than wrestling on the show, they weren't going to like it. So no, bro, you you can't please 
both audiences. But like I said, the marks will watch it just because wrestling is in the name of the title. So, so let's say you you're in charge. You have a situation like we've had recently with with Becky, you know, presumably turning heel, and yet the crowd's 100 percent behind her. How do you navigate that water, bro? How you navigate it is, and this is where the WWE has lost their way. Okay, bro, this is again why the Attitude Era was successful, bro. When I was writing for people like Austin and Rock and Taker and you know DX and Mick Foley. What I did as a writer, bro, was I put myself in the shoes of every character. So I knew how every character was going to act under a given set of circumstances because I knew the characters inside and out. So everybody is going to act or react to a situation in a different way. If you stay true to your characters and characters react like they would react, bro, the show's going to write itself. It's going to organically write itself. When you try in 2018 to, to, to fit them in the babyface mode or the heel mode, that's where you're going to have a problem. Hmm. That is, that, that is archaic, bro. That doesn't work anymore. Good people do bad things. Bad people do good things. You've got to stay true to everybody's character. Then the show will write itself. It's interesting. It's interesting. Is there? Do you have to protect that ever? Is there ever a character in which you say, we can't have this? No, okay. never, never, never. Every character in every match, in every situation has to be protected and they if you watch raw or you watch smackdown or last night the survivor series they've done a horrible 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 job in doing that you know they're writing wrestling bro they're writing wrestling from the 70s and the 80s that stuff just doesn't fly in 2018 bro it sounds like what you're saying is you have to write compelling characters like that that's it's it's not about traditional tropes it's not about good guy bad guy it's We'll all get behind whatever character we want to get behind, and if you write compelling characters, people will be compelled by them. Yeah, well, well compelling and real. Compelling and real. Like, I I'm telling you, I've, I've been watching Ronda Rousey, who's doing a phenomenal job. Um, she's doing a great job, but the way they're producing her, Ronda Rousey is not acting like the, the killer in UFC acted. That's that's that, that's not how she's acting, and that's all on them. I mean, they're writing their scripts, they're performing her, they're producing her, they're telling her what to do and what not to do. They are not producing her as the woman that we knew in the UFC. And the more and more they do that, she loses more and more credibility because they're not protecting her. So you mean like when she's palling around with the other girls and like doing, um, you know, boy, this is our moment together and that type of crap. That's not stuff that well, she... Well, I'll give you a perfect example because it happened uh, just last week on one of the shows. Here's a perfect example. Um, you know, they, they bill her as, you know, the, 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 the world's toughest woman, the world's meanest woman. Whatever they bill her as, that's how they bill her, Okay. So basically, a couple of weeks ago, you know, she gets attacked on Raw by Becky Lynch. 
Becky gets her in the locker room, puts her in the arm bar, then comes out to the ring and gets even more and more heat on her. Then when the show ends, you know, Becky's outside the ring, Becky's jaw jacking at, at Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey, like, is, is in the ring making mean faces at Becky Lynch. That's wrestling, bro. That's phony, horrible, fake wrestling. If that were real, if that were real, you would have literally needed 20 of the biggest security guys you could find hmm. to keep Ronda Rousey off of Becky Lynch. Hmm. I mean, like, in other words, if I would have written that scene for Austin, like Steve Austin or Steve, you're, you're going to get attacked. Uh, then the guy's going to go outside on the of the ring. He's going to taunt you, and you're going to stay in the in the ring and make right. mean faces at him. Right. Austin would have said to me, "Like, are you out, out of your mind?" Right. You know, th- that's what I mean. That's what I mean by not protecting the talent. She would have went after her at all costs. She would not have been in the middle of the ring making funny faces at her. That's the WWE and Vince McMahon producing the product like it's 1980. It's interesting. It's really fascinating, man. Hey, um, uh, I'm assuming you saw Arquette on Friday night. Um, what what the hell do you make of all of that? Bro, he's, I, I just DM'd him and I told him, I said, bro, you're, you're like, you're nuts. Like, you're, you're out of your mind. What? I, I, I interviewed David. Um, he, he came out this way, you know, about a month ago. And, you know, bro, it's, you know, he, he, because, you know, I wrote the story where I put the WWE title on him like 20 years ago, <laughs> and the Mark have been all over that because they, they literally believe people win these titles. They, they don't understand this is a television show. Nobody wins or loses anything, but they've been hounding david arquette for the last 20 years now now somebody like me i'll just say like literally like like are you a mark no nobody ever wins the title this is television the the title is a is a prop that you use but david arquette over 20 years it has really really affected him and he's at a point now that he feels he has something to prove to these people Mm -hmm literally putting his life on the line over the weekend when, when he gets his throat cut and he's bleeding profusely. And I just like, I, I just, like I said, man, I just contacted him and I said, man, I, I don't get it. Like you don't owe these people anything, man. You, you know, bro, the guy is an actor for a living. Right. You were an right. actor on my television show. I wrote you a part. You went out and did that part, and now you're doing this because you 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 want to earn their respect. It's it's insanity, bro. And I love the guy, but it's insanity. I, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> I, I like it's interesting, right? Like it it actually is compelling in a way that he feels that way, and I think he makes himself a unique character because of it. It's a great but, character, right? That's for sure. But yet. He's 47 years old, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't need to be doing this and I'm with you the notion that David Arquette has anything to prove to wrestling fans. Like what what is he going to do that would make the, that group of people change their mind about anything? 
Well, what 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 he did over the weekend? Yeah, I guess right. Mm-hmm. Just just kill yourself. He's, I mean, like, he's yeah, exactly, bro. Like, yeah, of, uh, like, one match. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, gosh, you know. But he he wrote back to me and he he said to me, you know, something to the effect of, you know, he learned the hard way. So I I don't think he'll be doing anything to <laughs> that extreme in the near future. So. You may, you know what, I would maybe that's not. what needed to happen for him to wake up a little bit. Phew, man. I... You know, with, with all the talk, have you had any desire to get back into wrestling, or has, you know, the, your, the relationship with the fans, the way you see the fans, has, has it just soured you on the whole, whole business? Nah, bro, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I really don't, bro. Like, listen, I, I've been lucky enough, man, where, like, I'm one of the few guys I really podcast for a living now, and, and I've done really well in podcasting, you know, between Westwood One and then, you know, the Realm Network. Um, you know, I, I have a big following on Twitch, so I make my living that way. But I, I got to tell you, bro, there's a part of me that I don't want to go back. I don't have a desire for it anymore. I don't even consider myself a wrestling fan anymore because what I'm seeing is not wrestling. But there's also the part of me where, to be honest with you, it's like, man, this sucks, bro. Like, this is so horrible. I wish I could make this as good as it was 20 years ago. I wish we could go back to that. So, like, there's that part of it that is almost, like, saddened because of where it was and where it is today. And I know it could be just as good as, it used to be, but as far as, you know, just, you know, going back and doing that again, I mean, I just don't think there's any way. All right, let me let me leave with this. If, however, you were to be asked today, and, and we'll do it with WWE only because it's the one everybody has the most familiarity with. If, if Vince were to call you and say, Vince, I'd like for you to implement one thing. I, I'd like for you to create one standard, one practice, whatever it is that we would implement tomorrow and I'll pay you handsomely for it. What would you do? I, I, I would, what, what I would do, bro, is I would probably give him that information and work with him as a consultant, because as a consultant, I would say, okay, bro, this is what you need to do. And this would 100% work. The problem is, bro, like, Now, once you take that idea and once you put it into the system, now the idea, bro, gets corroded by the politics. That's what I would not want to be a part of. So if he paid me money, Vince, what do I need to do to turn this company around and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars? Yeah, bro, I would sit down and I would write him a book of everything he needed to do with every character and I would give it to him, but then at that point, it's up to you to implement it or not, because that's the problem, bro. The political climate that they've created there now, that's not the structure that I worked in. I worked in a very different structure. That's why I would not work. I, it wouldn't work out today. Can, can pro wrestling work as a billion-dollar television show on a, on a network, a major network in Fox, um, with this family-friendly concept. Can that work moving it, 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 it absolutely can, bro. It absolutely, without a doubt, it absolutely can. But, bro, you got to remember, the, the success of the Attitude Era, which was the highest numbers 
the WWE ever saw. Bro, there were two writers. There was myself and Ed Ferrara. That is it. Yeah. We wrote this show. We got together with Vince. Um, that's it. When you've got an environment now, bro, where you've got between 20 to 30 writers and you got Hunter involved and Vince and Stephanie and probably Paul Heyman, and, and you've got egos and power struggles involved, you, you are going to get mediocrity at best. So, yes, it definitely could work under those guidelines, but not with the system they have in place today. Man, this is awesome, Vince, and this is why your podcasts are great, and this is why you've been able to make this living sort of being a professional podcaster, which so few people have been able to do. Um, it's at the Vince Russo on Twitter is how you follow him, and then check out Truth with Consequences on the Westwood One Podcast Network, and again, the brand, which is available on the Realm Network as well. Vince, is there anything else we can plug for you, man? Yeah, just Twitch, because a lot of times on Monday and Tuesday nights, I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a watch-along with... With, with Raw and with SmackDown, and I go through the show and I point things out, just like I did with you about the, the Ronda at the end of the show. So I'm heavily involved on Twitch. Just go to Twitch, Vince Russo Live on Twitch. Awesome. Hey, Vince, really enjoyed this conversation, man. We'd love to do it again down the road. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, uh, You're welcome, guys. Anytime, man. Awesome. Uh, he was great. Really appreciate that conversation. Some great insight from a man who's been involved with just about all of it. Uh, during his time with the WWE and WCW. Appreciate Vince Russo joining us here on Jobbing Out. Let's welcome AJ back in. Um, you know, we talked a little bit with Vince there about David Arquette. Let's follow that up. I, I, I think that Vince Russo is dead on. And look, he said he talked to David Arquette about this. That David Arquette felt this, like, thing in his soul that said, I need to go do something bat-ass crazy so that wrestling fans will respect me, is one of the more what-the-F moments in, like, the history of the world. (laughs) Why does David Arquette give any shits at all about how professional wrestling fans feel about him? If if this was just, I've got an itch and I want to scratch it, right? Like, I've gotten, if that's that's what this had been, I would have said, all right, dude, I get that. But to do this... And to say it's because you felt the need to get respect from wrestling, like, holy shit, bro, why do you care? I, I think there's two things. A, I do think there's an itch, and, and he does, you know, part of the reason he was affiliated with Ready to Rumble and why, you know, he became WCW champion as bad of a decision was this. So he does legitimately love wrestling, so I think that's part of it. I also think we're going to see a little side project involved with this. It would not surprise me if it turns out that we see a documentary on David Arquette's travels. Now, why did he have to do this? I don't know. I have I no mean, idea why you had to do holy this. Holy hell, man. Like, but, it was disturbing. You know, like, I, it, it would not surprise me to see the wrestling diaries of David Arquette show up on Netflix. Yeah, I hear you. You're probably right about that. And so the answer is just for money. But, I mean, I, whatever. Whatever. It's it's crazy. Um, now, that being said, if there's a match, like, Mania Weekend. By the way, are you guys going to New York? Like, I, we haven't even talked about this. I'm thinking about going up on Saturday. Okay, I, if I do anything, that's what I, I would do. I decided I'm not allowed to go to WrestleMania until I'm on the card. Ooh, I like that. I like All that. Right. By the way, when's wait a second? When's your tryout? Uh, either in April or July. Okay, so you might not be uh, performance center ready by then. But no. um, I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to New York at all. But let me just present this, Aaron. If you were spending the weekend in New York like we typically would for Mania, 
And there was a Friday night show that advertised... Joey Janela's Spring Break. Yes, that advertised David Arquette. Would you be excited or would would you be more like, hey, I'll go. It's not going to prevent me from going, but I, I just would rather not. Um, I don't know if I'd be super excited by it. Uh, I am a fan of Ready to Rumble, so, you know, he'll get a pop out of me for that. Uh, it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't prevent me by any stretch. Uh, I don't want to see him in a death match, and I don't think yeah, I'll see yeah, him in a death match. Yeah. But if you told me that it was David Arquette versus Joey Ryan at Joey Janela's spring, I don't okay. know if Joey Ryan will be healthy. That's who actually David Arquette replaced. It was supposed to be Ryan versus uh, Nick Gage, and when Joey Ryan got hurt, David Arquette. But if you told me something like that, it was it was Joey Janela versus David Arquette at Spring Break. I'd be like, okay. What about cool. what if it was uh, David Arquette versus PCO? <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be a little less yeah, inclined yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I hear you. All right, um, uh, AJ, you of course love Velveteen Dream, and yes. Hulk Hogan is a very awkward topic at the moment. What did you think of Velveteen Dream and coming out as Hollywood Hogan on Saturday night? I loved it. I okay. mean, he's a better Hogan than Hogan ever was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did Hogan better than Hogan. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just the goat. Like, he's the walking, living, breathing goat. And um, I am very disappointed in fucking Hunter's terrible decision making. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I knew we'd get back to that. Now we wrap up. Enzo. Mm, speaking of terrible decision making. Uh, well, okay. Wait, which part? The fact that he showed up, like everything, just his life. Well, right okay, now. his life maybe. I might do that, but like. Nobody else. Nobody's gonna be talking about fucking Enzo if he didn't show up at Survivor Series on Sunday. There'd this be is no. True, but it, I mean, if that, like, let's say that was supposedly to promote his his show that he was doing later the weekend, and supposedly thirty five people showed up. But nobody's showing up to see Enzo Amore rap. He's not a rapper. He's a look. So what was again, the point of it? Other than I, like, you know, we're talking about it, but we're talking about it as man, that was sad to see. You know, we had 35 people show up to his that, show? That's what someone who was there said. They counted it and it was 35. Jesus. I mean, I've, had more, I've had more people at my show than oh, that. I, I, hear I, didn't you. Have to go on the, I didn't have to go on television and make an ass out of myself. I understand all that. But I, look, I guess there's it's twofold. If I, I do think there could be a day where Enzo realizes how stupid he is and that going back to wrestling was always going to be what he had to do because he doesn't have other skills. Um... I mean, I say that maybe he, maybe Enzo could act right. Like, I don't mean like Tom Hanks, but you know what I mean. Like, maybe Enzo, Oscar Award winner, yeah, and like so maybe boring. maybe Enzo could be a guy that. And could, you can't tease that. Maybe he could be on like Spike TV shows. You know what I mean? Like something like that. But he doesn't exist anymore, so maybe he can be. <laughs> all right, whatever it is, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe Enzo could have if he just didn't care. Like, he won't he won't be famous because of it. But he could just have a job. He could maybe work at Trader Joe's on the weekends, like what's his face from the Cosby show. You know what I mean? Like he could do the whole bit. Um, but if he wants to be famous and if he cares about being relevant, the only way that could ever happen is if he were to be willing to go back to being a wrestler at some point. Um, I think he would be smart enough to do that. Like, And I say smart enough, I'm also saying desperate enough. I think that within the next couple of years he'll realize that. Did this burn any opportunity of him one day being extended an olive branch to at least make a WWE appearance of some sort? No. I don't think so either. 
not for the dis- maybe the immediate future it did, but, but not for. But he's the not going back future. in the immediate future. You know what I mean? Like right, exactly. He's clearly doing this other dumb thing for a while. Like, are we all pretending CM Punk's not going to be in WWE? But, but, but CM Punk's going to be CM Punk could still come back in main event WrestleMania if he wanted to. Like, this is a very different. I I don't know that WWE would ever let Enzo wrestle for them again because I do still think there'd be some awkwardness to every. But like to at least show up and you know get some rubs somehow and you know make an appearance on a raw reunion show and then use that to help your bookings for the next few weeks when you go back to the indie circuit like i think that's something that that WWE would have allowed Enzo to do in a few years and i still think they'll allow him to do that despite him going and making an ass of himself on survivor series so in the end i don't think this is that big of a deal i think yes it's embar- enzo's an embarrassment at the moment which sucks because you know, I think we were all fans. I think we were all into it. I think we were all digging it. Um, it. It sucks to watch this right now and to see him doing this and insisting that he's somehow different than any other wrestler that has ever attempted to do the exact same thing over the years. Unfortunately, he's not. Um, he's, he's got some personality. He's got a skill set. But that doesn't make you a rapper. That doesn't make you a whatever it is that you want to be. Um, this is always going to be what he's best suited to do. I think he'll be okay. I don't think this part is the end of the world. It, it, you know, I, well, you said it though. It, it's just kind of another thing in the embarrassment that is Enzo Amore right now, especially coming right after the fact that he had to be thrown off of a plane. Yes, that also was rather. It's it's been. Why did he get thrown off a plane? He refused to stop vaping. Apparently. <laughs> what an asshole! Right. Right. <sighs> Would you okay? But if he wanted to come on the show next week, we'd still have him on, right? Oh, of course. Okay, I just yeah, want to make sure. I call sure. him an asshole. Yeah, right. For vaping on a plane and getting kicked right. off of it All like right. a fucking idiot. All right, very good. All right, let's get some plugs in. Uh, AJ, let's start with you. Yeah, so you can uh, follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. I'll be posting about my music, a lot of wrestling stuff. Got you know some things cooking. It's a good time to be uh, paying attention because every day I'm going to be bringing you some cool shit. Like, this whole, the whole wrestling thing is just so dope because now I can, like, just try shit and, like, see what I can do and, like, push myself and, like, like, you'll be able to chronicle. I I just today got an interview with Spectrum Sports in uh at 3d academy they want to do this do a story on me becoming that's a cool. wrestler so it's a it's a good time that's really cool so man. you can follow me on all social media once again at aj francis 410 hey real have quick. you decided on a finisher yet uh right now my finisher is the michinoku driver uh and uh i call it the drop case but uh no i still got other shit i'm working on all right, all right. Uh, real quick, are you doing more canned food drive? Uh, yes, in December. Okay. Uh, so I'll get I'll get back in contact with you. Okay. Guys, about that after Thanksgiving. All right, very good. Uh, Aaron, I am on Twitter at the A Oster. The show is on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. You can email Jobbing Out Show at gmail dot com and check me out the Baltimore Sun. All right, very good. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Vince Russo. He was awesome. Appreciate him doing that. Hey, have a uh, very happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you guys next week. For Aaron and for... The main event.
Do you think she eats her Thanksgiving food backwards? Do you think that she does that? Like, oh. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I have an idea. Instead of saying jobbing out, uh, say it in the same way, but say diarrhea instead. Diarrhea!